Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, that was fun. That was a great Monday night game, and uh, Lamar Jackson came out of the bathroom, off the toilet to save the day, and I couldn't help but wonder, what if he didn't? What if he missed that game, lost that game because he had a cramp? That's how legends are made, and Lamar Jackson pulled it off last night, and uh, uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Also today... We are going to talk about Dr. Jill. Dr. You know what? We're going to talk about Jill Biden. Mrs. Biden, she ain't no doctor. I'm sorry. She's not. might be a nice lady. She's no doctor. Guess what they're doing in, uh, in Boston and in New York? They're shutting down again, shutting down gyms, shutting down restaurants for no good reason. I don't know, man. I'm tired of it. Um, I hope everyone else is. We will uh, tell you all about that. And... Uh, BB's here, and he thinks the Cleveland Indians should change their name. But I can't believe it, but uh, he will tell you why he thinks that's a good idea. We're going to all that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DC member, DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly minutes fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Well, one of the many advantages to not doing uh, morning drive radio anymore, and there are there are a lot. I'll, I'll make a list someday. With uh, I used to have to go to bed at halftime of the Monday night game, or it, you know, if I pushed it, maybe three quarters. Uh, it, and I, it, it was tough because sometimes there are good games, and I love Monday night football. I love NFL football. Well, last night I got to stay up to the end. I felt like a, uh, I felt like a real football fan and it was a great great football game i decided to root for the browns for whatever reason root against the ravens it didn't work out i'm glad i wasn't betting because if you bet on the browns it was as heartbreaking as it gets uh as they took a safety on the last play of the game and lost by three but anyway as i'm watching the browns here's what i often do i often think of my friend vb and vb is here uh and with, with that sad sack face and that atlanta falcons hat which is perfect for today bb because i think of you often on sundays and how painful it must be to root for certain teams like the browns obviously for years for decades have been a tough team to root for but under the radar as the most frustrating team the most painful team to root for i have to give it to your atlanta falcons if you if you weren't watching red zone sunday you probably didn't notice that Matty Ryan threw another pick that you wouldn't if, – if a, if a high school kid did this in his first game, you'd say, are you an idiot? He threw a pick in the flat in just before uh, – uh, uh, what what was there, a minute left in that game? Two minutes left, handed the game away. The Falcons are 4-9. The Falcons uh, never recovered from 28-3, to by the way, never recovered from the beating they took in the Super Bowl by the Patriots. But – why would you ever choose to root for a team like the Falcons? I mean, especially if you don't grow up in Atlanta. Why Why put yourself through that? First of all, wrong hat, Jerry. Excuse me for one second. But wrong hat. He, okay, wrong he's, hat. He's taking off his Falcons 
um, visor and putting on his what the hell is that? Oh, it's a Santa hat. Oh, it's there you go. Falcon Santa, Santa hat. Yeah. Wow. Classic. Tis, tis the season, Jerry. You I got you, you have nice. I, I'll give you that. You have nice hats. They have nice uniforms. They have nice. They have a great logo. They have a great nickname that will never be uh, purged yeah. from history. But why would you ever? I mean, I like Matt Ryan. He was fun to watch at BC. He seems like a nice guy. And he's going to the Hall of Fame, by the way. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think so. I look at him and I say, he will find a way to lose. He's he's one of those guys I look at and I say, nice guy, loser. You know, kind of like Phillip Rivers. Uh, You know, guy like that. Another Hall of Famer going to the Hall of Fame and will never win anything. Uh, So... Two things. One, they they not only never recovered from 28-3, but I don't know if you remember seeing Belichick on Letterman after that Super Bowl. Belichick said that. He goes, these are the types of things. Letterman asked Belichick, you know, you've been on that side before. He goes, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't get over those, and oftentimes you don't recover from those. But, and I, I told my wife, I said, we won't be back in the Super Bowl for a long time. I mean, forget the Super Bowl. You get, I mean, you're fine. I agree. They got to get rid of Ryan. He 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 is that team now, which is he's just good enough to give it away every time. He, I, I believe me, I don't want to go over Falcons history, but that, that's just awful. And the only reason I root for him, Jerry, are the re- there's two reasons. One is you, you were me in the '80s. You realize that, right? People would say to you, "Why do you root for the Patriots? They're the most." Frustrating, awful. When I was Tupu fumbled in Denver when they didn't even need to hand it off. Like the Pats were that team. That's what gives me hope is that at some point in my life we are going to be the Pats. But in the meantime, my older brother was a Pats fan, and that was it. We I have five brothers. We all have different teams because you can't. I mean, it, I agree. When I was a kid, it was like rooting for the Browns. Rooting for the Patriots was rooting for the, the lovable yeah. losers. I mean, they would yeah. just find a new way to break your heart. But that all changed, obviously, when uh, when Tom Brady came around. And uh, as, when, I, when as I mentioned, shot. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday, and this could be the most unbelievable statistic in, in the NFL statistic I've ever seen. And I'll say it again. In the other day, when Buffalo won Sunday night, that meant for the first time in 20 years, an AFC East team would have more wins than the Patriots. Dallas had that when we were growing up, by the way. Landry, right no, no, before. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're not listening, obviously, but that's okay. I, I mean, you're a Falcons fan. You're not listening. For the first time in 20 years, another team in the division had more wins than the Patriots. If I said five years, that'd be unbelievable, or eight years, two decades, there was no team that had more wins in the division than the New England Patriots. And to me, it was not all that much fun. It was kind of disappointing. I've said this many times. I would always look forward to a good team in the division and a good quarterback. And finally, there is one. In fact, once the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence, the Patriots would be the only team in the division without a young stud quarterback. In fact, I tweeted this last night, and it it was not meant to be taken literally, but that's how it works with Twitter. I said, I'm watching Baker Mayfield. And he was spectacular last night. He was smart. And I usually expect him to do dumb things because he's a meathead, but he was smart. He was uh, accurate, made good decisions. I mean, put up 42 points and, and, and against the Ravens defense. And then Lamar Jackson comes out of the bathroom after after a Trace McSorley's backup gets hurt. And they're saying, Cram. 
Cramps, Jerry. Like Brian cramps. Grayson, yeah, and, and he was on the toilet, and they had to yank him out and 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 put him back in because Trace McSorley got hurt. And Brian Greasy is the announcer, who is excellent, by the way. Says, I don't know who's going to play quarterback. So I'm saying this is going to be wild. You're going to see a tight end or a you know, defensive back play quarterback. And they would have to throw. That's the right. difference. Unlike Denver, that they, week that said, we're just not going to do this. They would have put in a guy who would have had to have thrown it, which would have which, been great. Which would have been wild. Instead, out comes Lamar Jackson, Superman coming out of the phone booth, as they point, and he comes in the game, and he wins the game, and he makes a couple of great throws, and it was just great theater. But um, so I You haven't been there, by the way? You ever been there where, like, literally you've tried to, you're like, look, there's six minutes in the game. I can hold this. And then you realize I can't hold it. To have that interrupted, like, <laughs> remember the last time you were there and your wife's like, honey, no, seriously, the garbage guys are, I can't, I can't do it. I can't stop what I'm doing now to take garbage out. He not only stopped, you could see when he was jogging out, he was still like, mm. Because stuff was shifting. You know what? Uh, it was it was great, and and God bless him. It was a, a great. It comeback. was. But if he were to not come back, and they were going to use a tight end at quarterback, I forget. Did they mention who the third emergency? They didn't know. They didn't mention. So it would have been some position player. If that happened, then they and and Lamar Jackson didn't play, and they said, "Oh, it's just a cramp. He's fine. He'll be in practice on uh, on Wednesday." He would have had trouble living that down or explaining that away. If he, I mean, well, it was such a big game for them. I mean, that, that's everything. It's a huge game. They are go- they have the easiest schedule in the NFL for the last three weeks. They're going to but the playoffs. they've lost to the Patriots, so they can lose to anybody, like anybody. No question, but they're going to the playoffs, and it was a huge game. They had to win this game. They won it in the final whatever uh, you know, seconds, um, and it was a one-point game, and then uh, the, with a 55-yard field goal by the best field goal kicker ever in Justin Tucker, who made it look like a extra point, on, not even a Sarah Fuller extra point, a, a, like in a routine extra point. There it is. Oh, yeah. God. Honey, honey, he did it. First 10 minutes. I knew. I knew Sarah, she was Sarah Fuller, Sarah by the way, her career's over. They're not going to play. Vanderbilt is waving the flag, and they're not playing anymore. They're not going to play in a bowl game? No. <laughs> they voted against going to a bowl game? Right. They're like nine. BC. They're BC. They're passed on the bowl game. But she released a statement and said how great it was to play, to be a football player. And I hate to break it to her, but you're not a football player. All you did was kick two extra points. And um, there's a column, I think, in the in the Boston Globe. I saw I couldn't read it, obviously, but I saw it saying that was really hard to do what she did. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I know I'm digressing here. I coached youth football for years, and I knew many or a handful of 12-year-olds who played for me or against me and could do that. 12-year-old boys could do that. 12-year-old boys could do that. I'm sorry, Boston. One of my many athletic achievements, Jerry, at Ralph C. Mahar Regional High School in junior high, I was the holder for the kicking, but I was the emergency kicker. So So you – yeah, so you I, I did have to practice extra points. I could actually do it once upon a time when I was like 11. I kicked in Pop Warner, but we never kicked uh, extra points. I kicked off, um, but we never even tried that when I was like 10. And, but I could have. I did it you know, in practice. It's, it's silly, but, but it's exactly what you expect from the Boston Globe to take something and completely, you know, fabricate, you know, uh, this myth that it was really hard, what she did. It was not, she didn't play football, didn't do anything hard. The whole thing 
was a stunt. But anyway, go she ahead. Hit, look, she hit the extra point. I assume we now have to call her doctor. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> let, me, let me point something out to you, though, Jerry. One of the reasons why you should love Lamar Jackson is not only did he do while he was in the midst of doing what he was doing. Did you see earlier in the game when he screwed up? They're at like the five and they don't get the playoff and they have to burn the timeout and he's coming over to the sidelines and you can tell Harbaugh's barking at him through the neck gator and Lamar Jackson just walks over and bear hugs him and completely, I must yeah, he completely melts Harbaugh who was yelling at him and Jackson's I, like, relax. And I, I he just I, relaxed the guy. I know I digressed there, but the point was he had to do that. And I'm giving him credit. I'm taking nothing away. But if that game ends, Cleveland wins because Cleveland was winning. And I don't think the backup tight end was going to take them back, take the Ravens back. They needed him to come out of the bathroom, and he did. But if he didn't, and they said, oh, no, he's fine for next week. He just had a cramp. That would be a big um, stain on his record. Um he would be. And literally, probably those literally, pants are And he had to come too. back, and he did. And I know I'm, 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 I know, I haven't even looked at the comments on uh, Facebook, but I know someone's probably yapping at me because they always do saying there's no way Matty Ryan is a Hall of Famer. No, yes, he is. No, he yes, is not. Yes, he is. Uh, he isn't. He's got 55,000. He I did not um, in football. They don't mess around with that. Just you wait can. till you see the stats when he's done. 340 touchdown passes. Uh, 55,000 yards. I mean, granted, he could have uh, really used that Super Bowl title in the end. That would have changed everything, yeah. It would have changed everything, and he didn't get it. But And people like him, too. You know, uh, uh, People like him. You know, first team all pro, four Pro Bowls, um, all kinds of statistics, which he will continue to pile up. He's 35. Uh, and, and just like Phillip Rivers, when it's over, you're going to look at the numbers, and you're going to go, wow. And and how and all three of those guys in that draft class, uh, Eli Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Phil Rivers, will all be Hall of Famers. Even though Eli wouldn't, if he weren't in New York and he weren't such a nice guy to the media, he wouldn't. He's I, only thing. See, but the way the NFL does it, to me, Eli has the better argument of the others because Eli won two Super Bowls against one of the greatest teams in the history of the league. Those guys that's all he's lost. Got. That's all he's got. He's like, but no, those two other guys lost against those teams repeatedly. Like, true, but you will see. I, it's not something I want to dwell on, but you will see in the end when you pile, and it's a phenomenon, you know, modern day phenomenon when these guys put up these gaudy numbers, but you'll see it with both guys, Ryan and, uh, and rivers. And in the end, people are going to go, Holy crap. Those numbers jump off the page. And yeah. you've got a bunch of hall of famers like, you know, Joe Namath and, and Terry Bradshaw, and, you know, where you look at their numbers and you go, why are they in the hall of fame? Why it's, is Namath and Jerry? Um, because he won, oh, he That's won it. Super Bowl. If you don't win a Super Bowl, you're not getting in unless and you're. Why is it, you know Trent, uh, uh, you know Trent Dilfer in the Hall of Fame? I mean, it it can't be only Super Bowls. They Warren Moon. Warren Moon is the only analogy, but Moon played in a different time. I don't think Moon's a Hall of Famer either, considering most of his stats were in a run and shoot offense. But they yeah, never won anything. But Moon yeah. was in a different time when he compiled those stats. Ryan, everybody's got those stats. No, well, not everybody, but you'll see. In the end, just uh, you'll see, and I don't care one way or the other. I know, you know, he's a BC guy and he's a nice guy, but uh, they blew that Super Bowl and they have never recovered. The Patriots, it's kind of a another thing that they should be known for historically. That they they, they don't are. they don't just beat teams; they ruin them. You know, they ruin 
you know, they, they why, like, why is that though? Like, why are they ruined for the, you know, for the next you put everything in to beat the man and they were the man for 20 years. So you put everything in and when you have it, it's Lucy pulling the football away. And then Charlie Brown ends up on his back. How many, you teams, had him. how many, the teams teams Mahomes is okay. you know, the Rams Mahomes is the only one. Mahomes is the only one. He recovered uh, and he said, we'll see you next year. Cause I'm so young and crazy. Yes. And, and then the Pats weren't man enough to show up to take their beating. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, what Mahomes good, did last year is so coach. unusual. He's got a good coach, but they've ruined other coaches. And the best example would be Dan Quinn, just guys who they ruined. And they and and I'm not sure, you know, Pete Carroll ever recovered from losing that Super Bowl. You know, he had won one, but uh, and he's still there. And he's gonna he's another guy who'll be in the Hall of Fame. But he'll always be known as the guy who threw the ball at the goal line when he had Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. But that's you know because. Belichick does that to people, you know, Belichick uh, gets in their head and they try to outsmart him and they outsmart themselves. But anyway, sure. I just saw, I just saw this from my uh, old producer. Um, Chris Curtis tweeted out that Belichick without Brady 61 and 70, <laughs> um, 61 and 70 career. I, I, I mean, I knew his numbers, obviously he was 36 and 44, in Cleveland came here, went five and 13 before Brady took over. So the numbers are, ne uh, are never going to look good compared to the Bra the numbers with Brady, of course, but he tweets this out. Rex Ryan's coaching record, 61 and 66 Belichick's record without Brady, 61 and 70. So Belichick without Brady is worse <laughs> career wise than Rex Ryan, which obviously it's, you know, not you know, not fair. You can't just say take away the quarterback you had for twenty years. Um, I think Belichick and Brady. One other thing, obviously, they get plenty of credit. Obviously, the best coach ever, best quarterback ever. But you know what's remarkable, and we don't give them credit for this, is that they could get along. You know, like there's no other there's no other example of two guys in and and who could get along for 20 years, especially when they don't really, they didn't really like each other. They didn't hang out. They didn't play golf. They didn't have dinner together. They had very different uh, philosophies and outlooks on life. And yet they knew they had to get along to make it work. And when you look at it now, and because Belichick was so great for so long and won six Super Bowls and did, no one's going to blame him. But if he could find, if he didn't let Brady leave, if he didn't say, okay, I'm, I'm okay with Brady leaving, they'd be on the way to the playoffs right now. So the, this season, this lost season, no. yes, they would be. I mean, why, why would, la why would this year be different than last year? When they tanked and almost well, missed to the playoffs, playoffs. they almost missed. And then they got smoked by Tennessee. Yes. They, they well, I'm not saying that I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl, but they're six and seven. They're still in the playoff hunt, by the way, <laughs> sort of, kind of, they're right. still in the playoff hunt. But with it, Brady, we went over it uh, with Turtle Boy. What did, what did we say, say they were going to be? Obviously, they'd be seven and six, maybe eight and five. They'd be on their way to the playoffs, eight and five with Tom Brady. But whatever, they, you know, you can't. I don't think you can blame you know Belichick for that because he did manage to get along for twenty years. When you look at other, I mean, show me another example of that in any sport where a coach was smart enough to not alienate the superstar. It just doesn't. Yeah, but if that's your, if that's your number one passion in life, for both of them, football's their number one passion. Can't you like get past all the... Jerry. They look pretty well, happy. When you say that about you know LeBron James' passion is basketball, how many coaches has LeBron James had now? Like you know, six or so? I mean, I, I don't know the number, but you'd say that about any superstar, and you'd say very few 
have had the same coach, even though they didn't like him. Cause I don't think Brady particularly likes, I shouldn't say likes, or, or you know, gets along with uh, Belichick in every way. And yet they knew they had to get along. You think Frank Cohen like Manny? Uh, no, no, of course. You think Babe Ruth's manager liked him from 26 to 36? Like, I don't know guys? how many managers did Babe Ruth have? I don't know the I, answer to that. I you would know. guess one because they won it every year or every other year. I mean, it was very, there are guys that have done it. It's very rare in the yeah, modern. So you go, you go back a hundred years. Very, very, I agree. Very <laughs> By the way, can, I, can we touch Sherry on two things from last night? What happened this weekend that that kicking all of a sudden became impossible? Other than for Sarah, yeah, Walton? it was painful watching the uh, watching the Minnesota kicker was painful. It and was Dan Bailey. I felt bad for the guy, but then last yeah. night Cody Parkey was one missed extra point away from being cut. I can guarantee for Cleveland, he was that close to being cut. It and, was going on all over the league. And then, and then and then Justin Tucker steps out there for a fifty-five yarder and looked like an and looked. I mean he. It was you. You know it was going right through. I mean, you just knew he's good. He's great. He likes the pressure, and he won them the game with that kick. And then all the betters who bet on Cleveland were saying, "Oh, at least I won money." And the Cleveland Browns on the final kickoff go backwards, or on the final play, go backwards out of the end zone. Three point win for Cleveland. I mean, for for Baltimore. How do gamblers? I don't know. Did you see the Chiefs game? Did you see what happened in the Chiefs game? Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. I watched Red Zone for like eight hours. So, yes. The Chiefs were given seven. They were up six with a minute to go. They got the first down that they could run out the clock. But for some reason, they kicked a field goal to go up nine. And everybody that bet the Chiefs went nuts. Oh, right. But then they hit a bomb. And they kicked the field goal with a couple of seconds left to put it back to six. They, again, they put the ball in front of the betters and said, here. Oh, that's right. They did it because they needed to get they need to score twice. They went with the field goal. Yes. Under that. It, but that um, meant the line was changed. It was awful. I don't know how gamblers survive week to week, just emotionally. There was I mean, somebody who bet an alternate spread last night, put like $40,000 down on it, would have paid out seventy or 75000 and they uh, they lost it on the safety. Like, just did. Yeah, I can't, I, 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 I'm going to guess most bettors, I, 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 you know, the bet the Browns because, you know, they were home. They were the Browns. They're, they were 9-3. and three. That was, you know, their year. And it is. I mean, they're still going to the playoffs, and I'll, and I'll root for them. It's a good story. Um I mean, uh, before we started recording, um, VB said he doesn't like them because they have the worst nickname in the in sports, right? The Browns. You don't like the Browns? Well, should we change the the Patriots to the New England Belichicks? Why would you name it after? Well, <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> their, their nickname is so useless that at the 50 on Monday Night Football, they didn't paint anything because they don't have anything to paint. There's no... What do you just have a thing? That's what makes it little awesome. you know, that's what makes it unique and different. And I mean, um, Turtle Boy didn't even know why they were called the Browns. He, well, that's, and, a <laughs> that's a problem. But it is it's by far the worst. If if the Indians are gonna change years, the football team but I, you know, I like their uniform. Anyway, uh, so so all right, we'll get to this. We'll get to this since uh you weren't here yesterday. We talked about it. Um the the Indians announced uh, admitted that they were getting rid of the nickname. They, they bowed to the mob and said, no, we'll get, they got rid of chief Wahoo, what, two years ago. And now they're getting rid of the nickname. They announced though, that they're not going to do it yet. They are not going to do a season where they're called the uh, CBT, the Cleveland baseball team. 
the way the Washington Redskins have done. And what happens if the Redskins have won four in a row? They're going to win that division. I'm predicting that right now. They're feeling it. They're rolling. And they're going to the playoffs. So if they go to the playoffs, say they have some miracle run, maybe not the Super Bowl, win a couple playoff games with the name WFTs. Do they stick with it or do they come up with a nickname? Don't mess with the streak, Jerry. Isn't that the line we all learned from Bull Durham? You don't That will be strange. If they say we're going to continue without a nickname and just in every I announcement. Have an idea. I hate to keep getting to it, but they, the Washington doctors. Oh, uh, yeah, doesn't work for me. Sorry, it doesn't work for me. put a stethoscope on the helmet? <laughs> no. The, um, I expected them to do red something, and so did lots of people when they made the change. I thought they were going to be the red red tails or red hawks or red something. Same uniforms and, you know, same colors and be the red hawks. It didn't happen for whatever reason. We mentioned this yesterday. It seems odd that you wouldn't take advantage of the situation. I think Cleveland will be and, and come up well, with something. Doing it smart. They, first of all, you never rush into this stuff. Two, they are selling merchandise. I've been talking about it half my life. But they are selling rush. merchandise as Washington football club. I mean, so they're going to sell that stuff, especially if they make the playoffs. And they're, they're kind of ticking off the league because the league would prefer to have all the logos. There is no logo. And then they're going to do it again in a year where they're going to sell all new stuff again. I mean, it's not a bad idea. The, the Cleveland baseball team – for what it's worth, I don't. I, Atlanta Braves, Kansas City Chiefs—they're all going. I've been telling you this for ten years. All of them are going to be gone. Well, I don't. I don't disagree. I said that yesterday. What's the defense? <clears throat> make the case for um, you know, Braves, <clears throat> Chiefs, Warriors. How do you make the case for them if Indians is gone and 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 <clears throat> you know the mob will just move to the Braves next and pressure the Braves? He worked with the Redskins, Daniel Snyder said for years, I will never, ever yeah. change the nickname. And Daniel Snyder eventually threw up his arms. They pressured uh, uh, FedEx that sponsors the field. They, pre- they they pressured his biggest sponsors, and he had no choice. I mean, we all know what that's like. The mob is relentless. And when they set their mind on something, the mob in this day and age gets their way. Very few people Stand up to the mob. I mean, we talked about the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Surprised me, and I give him credit. The Wall Street Journal stood up to the mob. The Biden-led mob, which is the scariest one, they got all the power now. They certainly have the power of big tech behind them and said, go screw. They defended their guy. We can we can talk about that. You, I know you want to talk about Dr. Jill, um, who, who I already can't stand. I'm telling you, she is, she is loathsome. So prescribe something for that for you, Jerry. But when the mob sets their sights on you, you're in trouble. And they and they get they and they got the Indians to bow to the pressure. But to me, it's ridiculous because you know the Braves, Warriors, Chiefs, those are good examples. Why would you name your team after something that's a parody that's mocking those people? They're I mean, they they named the team after brave, courageous warriors, uh, you know, leaders. Of, you know, who, who want, led their people into war courageously, won war. That's what they're. That's who they're honoring. There's nothing demeaning about the uh, the chiefs or warriors or braves. Well, Wahoo was. I, I always thought Wahoo was a little much. I even as a kid, I was like, wow, they they wear this on their hat sometimes. Right, I, and I don't disagree. I give. You, I mean, it's not like a a. a a logo that obviously pays tribute to uh, an ethnic group, you know, like the Fighting Irish logo, the little 
drunken leprechaun. We, I mean, it's not like that. Or the Celtics. One that, the one that's going to get you is the Blackhawks in hockey because it's not. It's a weird. It wasn't picked for weird. It's the greatest logo in sports. It's one of the but great uniforms in sports. Good. Yeah, but it wasn't picked as an Indian nickname. But then they drew the logo with the tomahawks in it, even though it wasn't. So theirs is going to be. I agree. I think it's one of the great jerseys. Although I hate them, but it's a great jersey. But what do they? That's the one where you go. But wait a minute, that's not even why we're called that. It's it's a military reference, I believe. And so that'll be interesting. But on the other hand, Jerry, don't you say to yourself, why are people so connected? Atlanta, for example. You know why you're the Atlanta Braves? It has nothing to do with your city. Your city, which is rich in history, you're called the Atlanta Braves because the team moved from Boston and ultimately ended up down there. There ought to be a rule when a team moves, they have to change the name because the fact well, that Atlanta is not connected to that name is so, silly. So you're in favor of the Redskins and the Indians changing their name, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to hear this for the rest of my life. Let's get on with it. That's We're not a reason to change because you don't want to hear it. That's a that's a complete, you know, white flag surrender to the mob saying, Oh, if you just leave us alone, you well, know why would I think there's I could give you at least ten franchises that should be for Make me commissioner of all things, Jerry, and I'm going to fix courts starters. Utah Jazz will never. That's, that's the lamest. Uh, the, we're not. We're not doing your. Okay, one worse. The LA Lakers. You ever been to LA? Uh, yeah, I've been to LA. You ever, dip your, you ever dip your toe in a lake? You know why you haven't? They don't have them, Jerry. There's no uh, lakes there. But for some reason, they're called the LA Lakers because Minneapolis has the land of a thousand lakes. Okay, it's save that. Save that for your point. But so back, back to our point though. Yesterday, th there's no benefit. Real well, I guess you could ask the question. There's no benefit to to fighting back against the mob, right? So the Indians is a complete like he is strategically saying to himself, "I am going to sell as much Cleveland Indians merchandise." No, he's not. Year, yes. Well, he I mean, you're right. That's a consolation prize. But he, what he's saying to himself is, "I can't afford this." If they pressure, and I don't know who the big. Um, sponsor is there like uh, who the who the you know they don't have a stadium name correct they don't have the stadium's not sold but they do have many many sponsors in cleveland and he does not want to alienate them and the ancillary benefit is he can sell stuff and capitalize on it so well, I mean, do you, you make more money do you make more money fighting back against the mob to sell more merchandise using the nickname or do you make more money uh you know for a year and then changing it and selling more but, merch? You, but if, if you, you get if a good you your fans if you pulled indians fans it'd be 98 to 2 stick keep the nickname. Yeah, but that's, that's true of everything jerry everybody's like you they don't want to change anything ever the no, fact they like is, the name. They like you the know, name. They, your favorite football team, Jerry. They changed their name. You're pretty cool with that, right? Who's that? Your favorite football team. They were the Boston Patriots when they started, right? What uh, do you yeah. call them? What do you call them? I mean, names change. I had, a, I had a pennant. I, I probably lost it, but I had a pennant that says the Bay State Patriots. They were the Bay State Patriots for like a month or maybe names more. A couple months. Do you want them to go back to the Red Stockings because we should never change anything ever? Like I, I never said don't change anything ever. I never said. But, I, 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 okay. I made it's, the point. My alma mater was the Red Men, and, which is a stupid nickname, Red Men, and I changed it to Minutemen, which was very is, but I is, love the fact. I love the fact that the Minutemen, the new nickname, which they changed you know, 30 years ago, but the new nickname offends people too because it's a man with a gun, the logo. So it offends, and they want to change that. And so far, I don't think the mob has won. They will. They'll change it eventually. It'll be the 
you know, the, the UMass whatever transgenders or something. You have it though. UMass changed it to something cool. If you if exactly. you do this right, it benefits everybody. Cleveland has two easy ones. When that team first played organized baseball in that city, they were the Cleveland Spiders. That would be really easy and really good. If they don't go Spiders, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's right there. You have a guitar with a bat as the neck and a ball where the things are. It's a pretty easy logo, and it ain't going to be hard to sell merchandise. They also invented the X-ray in Cleveland. The Cleveland X-rays would be pretty good too. Oh like, yeah, that's, that's Cleveland Rockers. The Cleveland Rockers, I love it. I love that. Direction. The Cleveland Rocks, like you saw the Brockton Rocks here in Boston. They right. had a really known event. You, you had me. You had me till you get to the X-ray part. That's the. Oh yeah, the guy swings and as he's hitting it, his body lights up like an X-ray. Jerry, Come why on, would that? Why would you want your team to be named after an X-ray? Because they're lit, man. The team's lit. No, the rocks or rock and rollers or the rollers or whatever is fine. But then, and it'll be, I have no doubt it'll be a big deal. They'll have a big contest. The winner will get, you know, the win, you know, the million logos. They'll put it up to a vote among their fans. They'll really capitalize on it as they should, which is my question with the Redskins is why they're not doing that. Why are they well, who's not? Who's the owner in Cleveland? Who's the owner of the baseball team? Jacobs. So should it be the Cleveland Jacobs in honor of the no, don't, uh, no, name all their sports franchises after guys that own the team once? Just, I just read about them for Christ's sake. Oh, Paul Dolan, Dolan, the Dolan, so the Cleveland Dolans. Yep. No, because if the Browns can do it, and that's so awesome. Why don't we do that? With the tradition. You know what the dumbest nicknames of all are? They own another team. You know what the dumbest nicknames of all are? The Reds, uh, Red Sox, and White Sox. Naming your teams after socks, not even spelling it right. But they would never ever mess with those nicknames. The fans wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't tolerate it. I mean, the dumbest nicknames are the ones that have no connection to anything. Utah Jazz. That jazz scene in Utah is awesome. But don't we just live in a world where it makes it cool? It's cool. It's weird and different. New Orleans Jazz, yes. We all got it. That made total sense. And the New Orleans Pelicans, no. I've never liked that one. You're but not going to boycott the team. You're not going to You're not going to stop watching. So it really doesn't matter. So as much as it sucks like cowtailing to the mob, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're still going to watch the games. Right, like, yes. and, and right. I mean, did you think that the nickname Browns bother you last night as you're watching that great Monday night game? Uh, was uh, not it, it didn't in 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 infect me at all, VB. Sorry, oh, I, I agree, but that's what we do in this world, right? Like, has Amy Coney Barrett's children bothered you in any way, Jerry? But for two weeks, we had to be told she was a racist for adopting those kids. Well, I don't know. Um, that's that's what we do in this world. We make huge things out of things that are nothing. So here's another way 2020 has thrown us for a loop. The holidays. Lots of your go-to gifts you used to get every year. Those are non-starters this year. You can't get someone, you know, concert tickets or get them a gym membership and don't even think about a, a bicycle or a, or a kayak. These things are like sold out. You can't get them. Well, after everything that's happened this year, I got an idea for you. I got something. I'm going to get everyone on my list. Yes, Raycon wireless earbuds. That is the silver bullet gift idea. I got Raycons, and I got to tell you, I love them. I use them every day. I go for my, my walks with my dog. I go for my runs. I charge up my Raycons and listen to my podcasts, and I can't tell you how much I, I love my Raycons. Raycons with seamless Bluetooth pairing and comfortable noise-isolating fit. You can start listening right out of the box, and you'll keep listening for hours. I guarantee you. The audio quality is amazing it's comparable to those really really expensive uh earbuds headphones you don't need those you need raycons they're like half the price uh 
You can use them for your music, your phone calls, your podcast. You can use them at work. You can use them at the gym if the gym's still open. Or you can use them at your home gym. You already have a pair of uh, earbuds. Get another one. You always need a spare. I, I got two pair, and I use them both. Trust me. Raycoms are being generous for the holidays. So on top of their everyday great prices, they're offering my listeners 15% off right now. Go to buyraycon.com slash Callahan today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Callahan. Buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Callahan. Jerry, I saw this tweet from a guy who the great Steve Robinson. But he said last night, if you're on a plane and the pilot's choking and the guy comes out. Does uh, I, said that, I said that yesterday. Adam Carolla said that like a year ago. It's That's an old take. On okay, the, but it's pretty good. Right? Obviously, it's good. You used it. so Yes, I stole it yesterday. And uh, um, But I've heard that from a number of people. It's, you know, if they yell, is there a doctor on the plane? If you if you could say yes, then you can call yourself doctor. It is silly, and I think it's one hundred percent accurate to say she's doing this out of insecurity. You know, <clears throat> she was in her fifties, and she literally said she felt uh, overlooked because the mail went to, you know, Mister and Mrs. Joseph Biden or whatever. And Vice Mrs. Senator, and Mrs. Yeah. Well, where where did you hear that yesterday? It was in one op-ed where the Wall Street Journal was defending the column. You know, the opinion column. But you didn't hear that on television yesterday, the re- the real reason why she did what she did. Nobody's talking about that. Do, you, well, do either of you know? Joe Biden yeah. actually said it. I saw the speech. Yeah. He actually said it, that it bothered her. Well, that her doesn't mean it's true. That's I mean, a good God point. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. And it was a while ago because he was bald. That's how you know. If it was a long time ago, Biden was bald. And now he's got, you know, hair. But um, when, I was in way, prep school, when I was in prep school, my between my junior and my senior, we got a... The the, the, R, the teacher that moved in on the floor that I lived changed in my senior year. He was a chemist and he made you say doctor when and he would stop everything. And the very first time that happened, Jerry, what would you have done? You would do everything. If, the same if, thing if, every one of us did. We looked at each other and went, <laughs> oh, God, he's one of those types. Right. And it's one, thing, doing that. it's one thing to say, uh, you know, and when I write my name on a uh, return address or something to say, Dr. Jerry Callahan, it's another thing to correct people who don't refer to me as doctor. That's a douche move. It's well, that's like, another thing. That's another thing in sports. Make me commissioner, Jerry, because I would fix this. And you were part of this, by the way. Anyone who's ever interviewed Bob Kraft and called him Mr. Kraft, oh, oh, right. that's the I've, dirtiest, grossest thing. I, I never did that. I knew it happened. I knew, like I knew that way because I own a sports franchise. I knew Bob Kraft before he was Mr. Kraft. I knew Bob Kraft before he was Robert. You know, they just you remember Bobby Knight, the old basketball coach. No, After the championship. He said, I'll, I'll be Robert. No, Bob, uh, he didn't they want went to, Bobby, to Bob. He they went to Robert Bob. And Vital played along with all of that. Of course, Bob Knight, right? He wanted to be Bob because somehow it was more uh, dignified. But you know, Jill, yeah. first of all, Jill Biden will go down in history. She'll be remembered as the spouse who forced her obviously impaired husband to run for president. And, you know, she probably wasn't expecting him to win, but he did. Now she's going to be witness to the deterioration of her loved one before the world. The world is going to watch as he grows old and less uh, cognitively uh, aware of things and it's going to be hard to watch i mean even even me i can't stand the guy i certainly can't stand the the people around him 
but it's going to be painful to watch. And we got a glimpse of it last night when he gave his speech about the electoral college vote and all that and uh, declared victory and he couldn't get through it. And then, you know, far be it for me to mock someone who's uh, got um, throat issues, but he had some throat issues last night. I don't know if you watched it, but he couldn't get, he couldn't clear his throat. And it's once again, the American America, the rule of law, more Americans voted this year than have ever voted in the history of the United States of votes counted. And Pence received when they won in 2016. Excuse me. That that's your preview of things to come. He's going to be giving state of the union addresses, which generally go like an hour and he's going to have trouble getting through it. I realize as Tucker said, that some MSNBC contributor wrote the words for him, but he's going to have trouble reading those words. Just uh, Jerry, you just talked about Matt Ryan for 15 minutes. You know the difference between him and Joe Biden? Joe uh, Biden won. It doesn't matter. Winning changes everything. No matter what he does going forward, you think history is not going to be kind to Joe Biden? If you do, well, if you don't think so, you don't know who writes the history. Well, Biden, I know. I mean, if, if I, we know who writes the history. One of the leading historians was this lying snake, uh, um, Meacham, who went on, who wrote the speech for Biden and then went on NBC, MSNBC, didn't admit he did, and critiqued the speech. And guess what? He really liked the speech that he wrote. So we're, the history is being written by lying, lying weasels like John Meacham and Michael Beschloss, these other rump swabs who just love the man. I'm not saying that they're not going to be glowing tributes to the man, but the whole world's going to watch him try to get through a speech and not be able to clear his throat or not be able to read the words or stumble over words. It's going to be kind of uncomfortable. And I blame Dr. Jill Biden. I think she is the driving force behind the man running for the third time when he should be playing with his grandchildren or, or, or taking walks or or playing golf or, you know, going fishing or whatever most 78 year olds do if they're happily, you know, uh, enjoying their golden years, he's not supposed to be president. You're not supposed to be running the world, the free world when you're 78, but that's beside the point. We're talking about the insecurities of the first lady who now insists she be, you know, insists she be referred to as doctor, which is ludicrous. Nobody with a PhD in education should be called doctor. Because it, and, I mean, to me, it's not fair to the actual doctor. Her husband gets this, by the way. He, he's the one that says, hey, I'm Home Depot Joe. Of course, that was made up. But he understood, like, lose the airs and act like you're a regular person because that plays well. He He's run his whole political life that way. And yet she comes in and goes the exact opposite way and says, no, I demand that this is what I'm referred to as. And everybody says both of those are awesome. And I know Home Depot Joe and Dr. Chill. And they're all, everything's made up, as we know, with this, with this crew, with this bunch. And it's going to get worse. It is scary to me when you think about what America just did. They they voted, they voted for Jack Dorsey. They voted for Mark Zuckerberg. They voted for the, the New York Times, the Washington Post, these, these complete liars and uh, these dark forces in our lives. And they've been emboldened by the voters. And I realize it was, you know, mail-in voters and it was people that never voted before. And the whole thing was, was orchestrated wonderfully. As I said, many times they stole it fair and square and I give him credit. They pulled it off. He's the president. It's, it's disappointing to people, you know, in, in 
the free were in the free markets and the, you know, it's disappointed if you believe in freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom of religion, the, the, the bill of rights has taken a beating now, thanks to big tech and big media, but back to Jill, back to Dr. Jill. Here's why, you know, the whole thing is a, is a, is a joke because I forget who did the, who ran the numbers, probably, you know, media research center, but they, they looked at the uh, New York times which doesn't generally refer to people with PhDs in education as doctor. They refer to her as doctor more than they do Ben Carson, who is a neurosurgeon who separated conjoined twins, who is literally a brain surgeon. They refer to her doc as doctor more than they do Rand Paul, who's an eye doctor, who's an actual doctor who actually sweat, you know, blood, put his blood, sweat, and tears into medical school. These are real doctors who the New York Times, or I, I think it was the Times, could have been the Post, Washington Post, the same thing. Don't refer to Ben Carson as doctor, but do refer to Jill Biden, who got a PhD in education from the University of Delaware when she was in her 50s, <laughs> just so people would have be forced to call her doctor. It's silly. It's like, you know, like a child, like a, a, a child playing a game. Yeah, I'm going to pretend I'm going to play doctor. You always want to know the rules going in because then you can work with it. So now, you know, like up front, oh, this is how it's going to be. Ben Carson got hot when he was running for president and for a brief time was the leader in the clubhouse. And they were like, but he hasn't even performed surgery in years. I mean, he's not even really a doctor. Now, Jill Biden is absolutely a hardcore doctor and people want her to distribute the vaccine to people. apparently. But fine, you know the rules now. So you, you can at least sort of work with that going forward. It's when it's like, you know, Trump does a speech and does this with his cup and you focus on that for hours. But then Biden does a speech last night and obviously needs a drink of water. No one's giving it to him for whatever reason. And you just pretend like that's not there. Did, um, did Bill Cosby insist people call him Dr. Cosby? Because he had a Ph.D., I think, in education as well. Correct. I don't know on that one. Just this Friday, an op-ed in The Wall Street Journal pointed out that Joe Biden's wife, Dr. Jill Biden, isn't actually a real doctor. Sorry, she's not going to be treating your high blood pressure. Dr. Jill Biden has the very same degree as Dr. Bill Cosby does, which is one degree from Dr. Pepper. I'm not going to call her Dr. Jill. I don't care. I'm not going to call her oh, I think you Dr. Own Dr. Bill either, Dr. Cosby. No, no. Dr. She's Dr. Jill. I assume Saturday Night Live is going to have some really fun skits on this. Here's, right? here's why. Here's why people really, you know, revere and trust doctors in general. When you think of your doctor or your surgeon, you know how much work went into it. And you know, by the way, when I, when I'm with my my uh, friend, the throat surgeon Ramon, uh, a world-renowned throat surgeon, I think of what he did to get there. You know, the years of medical school and these many surgeries and flying around the world and giving lectures. And I say, that guy is something special. I could never do that. You know, I could never do that. I think I could do it. I think Cullinane could do what Dr. Jill did. Go to the University of Delaware and get a PhD education. Her dissertation was about the value of a community college education. I'm sorry. I think you could do it. VG. I don't think you could write that, Jerry. I don't think you could write that. I could absolutely. And, and by the way, your, nature, your, your fingers wouldn't work when you tried to write about the value of a community I, college it, education. It sounds... It sounds like a joke that, that that you get a PhD and they call you a doctor for that. I'm sorry. When I'm around doctors like Ben Carson or Rand Paul, people that have who've done eye surgery, 
I'm in awe. At least part of me is in awe because I know I could never do that. I could never get through medical school. I could never, I couldn't do a, a surgery on a, on a, you know, on a toe, let alone a brain or an eye. These are special people. We, and without them, we'd all be screwed. What would, where would we be without PhDs in education? I've worked for these types though, Jerry, right? Like that I'm the assistant executive producer to the assistant associate senior manager of, and they put all of that on their business card and then they hand you the thing. like they Right. I, you know, we know, right. That's why the cost of education, uh, college education is so high because every one of these schools are packed, are larded up with assistant deputy vice chairman of diversity, completely worthless people with worthless jobs. Right. And many of them get online and they get a PhD from the university of Phoenix. And then they want you to call him doctor. And again, it reminds me of that, that, that dink Colonel Vinman in the hearing when Colonel Vinman was addressed as whatever, Mr. And he said, ah, oh, sir, that is Colonel to you. I, I worked hard for that title. It's like, oh, shut up. They didn't mean any disrespect, you insecure little brat. Which this is, what- is why I got to give it to the Brits. I think the Brits have it over us. One thing that we should do in this country is, and they do it in Kentucky, but we should do it nationwide. The, the knighting thing that the Brits do. So some guy's an actor, say Anthony Hopkins, for example, in the Queen, who nobody takes seriously anymore, and she doesn't have any authority or whatever. She says, I'm knighting you. And forevermore, people take seriously calling him Sir Anthony Hopkins, even though it means nothing. Why, why, why do they do it in Kentucky? They do the colonel thing, like Colonel Sanders. Oh, it's oh. only Colonel Sanders because the governor of Kentucky made him a colonel. Like, I should, I should I, correct we, uh, She doesn't have a PhD. She is an E, EDD, an education. I mean, but, and, and you know what? If this were Melania, who, by the way, speaks whatever it is, five, six languages, and, you know, is spectacular looking, especially compared to most first ladies, never appeared on a magazine cover, never, you know, never got credit for anything, which is fine. It's you're supposed to be, you know, uh, not in the front forefront. You're not supposed to be out front, unlike, you know, Hillary Clinton or Michelle Obama. Melania just was comfortable with that, kind of like Laura Bush, comfortable being you know, in the background. Jill Biden is never going to be comfortable with that. She thinks she's a star. She's going to assist on being called doctor and everyone in the mainstream media is going to play along and there's going to be magazine covers and they're going to talk about how brilliant she is and how important she is and how she's crafting legislation in the background. She is going to be obnoxious. Just you be, be ready for it. Be ready. for. Is, is it possible? She's crazy like a Fox, Jerry, which is she realizes in order to take attention off of her husband, she can do stuff like this and people like you will Good just luck. rant on that. Because otherwise you're ripping him and she doesn't want to. I'm trying to figure out a way to defend any of this. I, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. But yeah, you're the one defending changing the nicknames of the, you know, you're, you're bowing to the mob. That's, of course, you're sitting in your cellar uh, doing podcast. It's owning it, Jerry. Like, you got, fine, we'll change it because we're going we're gonna to come up with something better, something cool. How hard is it in Atlanta with their history and everything that's gone on in that city? to come up with a cool nickname that actually ties into the city. I'm like, how hard is this? It's not hard. It just disappoints your diehard fans and, and they know it and they do it anyway because they're so afraid of the mob. And in a way, if you're Daniel Snyder and FedEx says you're pulling out and I don't know what they were paying, like, you know, a hundred million dollars for the naming rights. If they're pulling out, you have no choice. I mean, it's Ooh. hard. 
It's Later hard to stand up to the to the woke mob these days, which is why you know I did this yesterday. I gave the Wall Street Journal credit because when their guy wrote Joseph Epstein wrote the column about Jill Biden, perfectly appropriate. It was you know controversial. It was a it was something got people talking, and that's what columns used to do. Now columns generally, if you read the you know New York Times, Washington Post, the columns are there to to uh, to satisfy the mob to keep the, 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 the wolves from the door. And, and that's why no one even reads most newspapers. But in this case, everybody read it. It upset some people. It made some people chuckle. He kind of mocked the notion of a EDD in education being called doctor. And he called her kiddo. And what was the result? Northwestern, where he lectured, uh, uh, wiped their hands of him and took him off the website. The Biden campaign wanted uh, and everybody chimed in. Hillary, Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris's husband, they all chimed in with tweets. They wanted not only the Wall Street Journal to get rid, take the column off their website, they wanted an apology. <laughs> That's what they're used to. I mean, these are the leaders of the woke mob, and they're used to just destroying people who don't get in line. And they said, we'll pressure the Wall Street Journal and you watch, we'll get our apology. We'll get a retraction. They'll denounce this Joseph Epstein guy and say, we'll never, he'll never write for us again. That's what, I mean, the New York times fired the editor responsible for allowing Tom Cotton to write an editorial, uh, write a, write a column anyway. So the Wa wall street journal to their everlasting credit said, go screw. This was a perfectly appropriate column. We are not getting rid of him. We're not apologizing. And that, surprised me and it certainly made me made me happy i was glad to see somebody standing up to these these loathsome people but speaking of loathsome people i want to get to the um we should mention the vaccine rollout and our uh, and how it's going to work in various states we saw new york we'll get to that and the latest lockdown news in the big cities in new york in boston it is i mean you it just gets worse every day these people are just the worst. We're getting to see the true colors of our of our mayors, our governors, and they're just the worst people. But we'll give you the latest on that. It's not good. It's not good. But first, I want to tell you about Shake Concrete and tell you what Shake Concrete can do for you, VB. It can do for anybody. Shake Concrete, they're the best at this. They can build you a building, your own building, your own precast building. They partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they, can, uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike... Other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these 
buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. And uh, on to the lockdowns here. Um, first, let's do the quickly do the vaccine. I mean, we're all happy about the vaccine. It's a wonderful thing. Donald Trump forever will be known as the guy who drove the the medical, the, the scientific community to uh, develop a vaccine faster than anybody thought he could, we could, they could, anybody could. And uh, it really disappoints all the uh, talking heads on MSNBC, CNN. They wanted lots more misery, and now we're going to have a vaccine. And thank you to Donald J. Trump. And the good thing about it is he doesn't really want any credit. You know, he doesn't really demand any credit for it. Just like Dr. Jill, like you knew up front because of that. Trump, do you remember? I know you do, but do you remember when those UCLA basketball players got arrested in China? It was like the first week of his presidency. And Trump goes to one of the ball ball brothers, uh, Lamello, Jamello. Yeah. So Trump goes and makes some sort of deal and he gets them out. And the guys have a press conference and they say, thanks to UCLA, thanks to China. We appreciate it. But they, they glaringly omit. The one guy that does it. But what does Trump do? He goes to Twitter and says, they couldn't even thank me. I should have left him there. That's how you knew who Trump was and how it was going to be for four years. Because you either tell me I'm awesome when something goes good or else I'm going to rip everything. That's the way it is with the vaccine now. Like, you better tell Trump he's great with it. He's being honest. But uh, and and. I don't care what Trump could, does. I don't care the, what is. You could never tell me. Well, why is Bill Barr leaving with with three weeks to go? What is that all about? Uh, because uh, Trump wants some action, man. He's got he's got a month to go. He wants some uh, three weeks, not even some indictment. It's like why? What is that all about? I, I tell you, I would be frustrated if I were Trump, knowing that if they had, if the world had known the truth about Hunter Biden and the big guy, his father, getting money taking money from the communist Chinese, it might've been different. We might've had a different result. In fact, there's one poll that said uh, it was like 9.4% of, of voters said they would have voted uh, Biden voters said they would have voted for Trump or not for Biden if they'd known the truth about the Biden family, but whatever we've covered that ground many, many times here. It doesn't matter what your mayor, your governor does, what the president does, what any senator. There will never be a worse person in power than Andrew Cuomo. We know he's responsible for the death of tens of thousands of senior citizens. We know he's now credibly accused of sexual harassment. And, you know, obviously the mainstream media is covering for him, which still kind of confuses me at some point. You have to agree that your guy is a total scumbag. And if you're a mainstream media person, you know Andrew Cuomo is just a vile human being. You know what he did. He lied about what he did. And then he goes and accepts an Emmy or he does a book promotion with Billy Joel. or Now he's throwing a birthday party for himself on virtual birthday party to raise money for his own charity with a bunch of celebrities, knowing that the people in his in the state, Many of them are still grieving the loss of loved ones who were killed by his uh, order to put coronavirus. Anyway, yesterday they give the first vaccine in New York to a uh, frontline nurse, and it was a nice little thing. Everyone was, they had to do a split screen to show the governor's reaction in real time. And I'm going, first of all, 
I mean, what the hell does a governor have to do this? This is a governor who said he didn't want the vaccine because Trump developed it and drove it and he didn't trust it. And now he's literally insisting you show his reaction to a nurse. Nice nurse seems like a, a worthy person to get the first dose. And it's a great thing. And all the other nurses and everyone's cheering. But we have to see this total dirtbag reacting in real time. I well, think why? you can swear on your own podcast, Jerry. I like that you've hey, shown the total whatever. I don't know, what do you want to call him? I you skipped the level word. in there. You skipped the level in there. He said he wouldn't trust any vaccine that came during the Trump presidency. And now that Biden's won, and now that the vaccine is here, and there's like a quarter of New Yorkers that say they're suspicious of the thing, he holds a presser and says, I don't understand why people are suspicious of this thing. And obviously, we're going to have to get them to get with the program. Right. <laughs> he was the guy that said, you ought to be suspicious of it. He and can, now he's like, people being suspicious of it. So absurd. He can, he can do anything. He can do anything. He's Up is down, guy. black is white, you know. And, you know this, Jerry. And, and it, it doesn't matter. If you have a D next to your name, the corrupt media, the, the mainstream New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, CBS, CNN, they will forgive anything, including killing senior citizens, including sexually harassing the women in your office. He can do anything. And now he's being mentioned as a potential attorney general. And I'm all for that because I would look forward to some of the senators, you know, the good guys. Uh, There's no uh, I mean, it'd be great theater, and plus, I would feel oh, that's happy. one way. I guess if Georgia happens, I'd be I glad. Learned. I'd be glad for people in well in New York uh, to get rid of them. That'd be great. But in the same way that worst, in the same way that Jill Biden was that was a tell with the doctor thing. When a guy gets elected to office, like a governorship in particular, there's an easy tell as to what you've got and how insecure they are and how much credit they're going to want to take for stuff. If within like. 12 hours of becoming governor, the welcome to whatever state it is signs have been changed to say governor so-and-so. And I can guarantee you, I don't, I haven't done the like, I can guarantee you the second that Cuomo won the election, the orders were given to change the welcome to New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo signs were done within that day, because that's the type of stuff people that get worried about this stuff do and now you're seeing it where you can't even let somebody get a vaccine without trying to bigfoot that moment. And you know what's amazing? And uh, I mean, if you have is the sexual harassment accusations by the woman who's now running for Manhattan borough president, worked in his office for years. She came clean on Twitter, just said, I was sexually harassed. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows it. Here's the real maddening thing is everybody believes it. Everyone knows he's a bully. Everyone knows he thinks he can do whatever he wants, have his way, and, and, and no one will call him out. Everyone believes her. You know, we don't always believe all women. That's silly. But we believe some women. And this one, we believe. The people in the media believe it. And they don't care because he's a good Democrat because, you know, he believes. I don't get that. And, and, and maybe there'll be more evidence and maybe it'll be too much for him. And maybe, it, you know, he'll eventually catch up to him. But so far... He's been exposed in the last 10 months as one of the worst of the worst, just a vile, awful human being and an awful governor. He's destroyed small businesses. He's, uh, again, he's, 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 he's mishandled the whole pandemic like nobody else. And he rides and, and he sits there like some kind of conquering hero. 
And the media says, isn't he wonderful? Let's give him a, you know, give him another Emmy. It's, it's disgusting. But I'll tell you what is really like giving Nero a Grammy is, you know, he's fiddling while Rome burns. You go, that guy can play a tune. You know well, what the thing is though, Jerry, what's that? the fundraiser is the key one to me because as they're shutting restaurants down and they're closing all over New York and as de Blasio is saying, we're probably gonna have a full on lockdown within a week or so. As that's happening, he says he sends out this thing because they so either don't care or they're just tone deaf. Hey, for 10 grand, you can have a virtual session with Ben Stiller. Thanks to me. 10 grand. During a, you know, you've done so, he's already said this year, look, taxes are going to have to go up in New York big time next year. And I don't know how we're going to get some of the revenue we need for X, Y, and Z. Meanwhile, I'll need 10 grand. So you can go, hi, Ben. Hi, I loved you in uh, Meet the Fockers. Like, that's what's so crazy. It is disgusting. It's not crazy. It's disgusting. It's nauseating. And yesterday was one of the more nauseating days. Right now, obviously, uh, we've lost, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the number story here, 44% of small businesses in Massachusetts um, uh, are gone, are gone, shuttered, never to return. Um, uh, the restaurants, I think the number's even higher. We're talking about half the restaurants, gone. Governors do not care. We have a terrible governor in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker. He's awful. He'll never be Cuomo, but he, he give him credit. It Aren't is they right. winning the same award? Aren't He's Baker and yes, they, they both got an award from the Kennedy Institute, which, as um, somebody pointed out, that you know what what you got to do for that? You got to kill people and get away with it. That's their uh, qualification for that award. So Cuomo earned it. I'm not sure why Charlie Baker was accepting an award from the Kennedy Institute other than the fact that he's just an, a, a, a tyrant and a, a liberal bully, which is what he is. And yesterday, and, and get ready for it, because yesterday in Boston, and, and I don't own a gym. I don't own a bar. I don't own a restaurant. I wish everybody were as upset as I get when I hear these things because they're maddening. And the half-wit mayor comes out and says, we're going to lock down again because whatever, there's a spike or a surge. So his order says no more museums, which I'm like, oh, so what? The museums, like, you really think there's a big, that's a vector of, of transmission, the museums, no more aquariums, and casually says, we're shutting the gyms, the gyms. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know gym owners. I go to the gym. My wife works at a gym. These people have worked harder than anyone to, to, to abide by the ridiculous rules and regulations. They just came up with a rule last week that you couldn't work out without a mask. I mean, at all, you couldn't uh, get on a cardio machine without a mask. I mean, you, you, the, the rules are ridiculous. I've told, I've gone to the gym and I've like used a piece of equipment and they, Oh, you can't use that because you didn't sign up for that. And we haven't sterilized it yet. And I'm like, Oh, it's really difficult, but they did what they were told to do, did what they were ordered to do. It's not enough for, for the mayor who, I don't know who's telling him what to do, but gyms are not hotspots. Gyms are not where people are getting affected. And yet he closes gyms just cavalierly, puts all the people who own gyms, you know, not all of them, puts many of them out of business, puts them into bankruptcy, and doesn't bat an eye. It is just sickening the way well, these, 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 these public servants, Cuomo and Baker and Whitmer and Lamont and Murphy and, and Marty Walsh in Boston – just casually saying, no more gyms for you. And by the way, you still get to go to Walmart. You still get to go to McDonald's and the Cheesecake Factory and, and, and Costco and breathe all over people. But you can't go to the gym. And last I checked, VB, 
there are a couple of high-risk groups. One, obviously, is older folks, you know, people over 75. The other is obese people, fat people. They die. They die in much greater numbers than people who aren't fat. So here's a way to battle this virus. Let's close the gyms. Let's close the gyms and let's make sure that uh, that McDonald's and Burger King stay open. Does that make any sense? In, isn't indoor dining going too in Boston? Which is indoor just- dining is still on, but they're cutting. They're making more rules and making it more difficult. They obviously we had a curfew, but they banned bar seating. So like, and 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 by the way, I can, they spend all that money on plexiglass and right. redoing bar and now forget nothing, it. which does nothing. I got some numbers for you. All right. This is New York, by the way. So we'll, we'll do New York first. And I was watching some restaurant owners who were just beside themselves. If you haven't seen it yet, there's a couple of videos of the public health department shutting down a restaurant, finding a restaurant. It's maddening. These people are losing everything, just trying to keep their head above water. And these, these hacks, these total uh, uh, these public employee you know, hacks, Come in there and, and write up citations for hundreds and thousands of dollars to people who can't afford, you know, another, are trying to just afford to stay open for another day, and they're getting fined by these hacks. It's sickening. But here are the numbers in New York. Um, the percentage of transmission in restaurants is 1.4%, the best they could tell. The percentage of people who are infected at home, 76%. So here's an idea. Shut down the restaurants and send everyone home where most of the infections occur at home. We want you at home. Shut the door. Stay inside. Get infected. Going to restaurants is not where people are getting infected. But these people do not care. Cuomo doesn't care. You know, God knows de Blasio doesn't care. He wants to. He hates, you know, private enterprise. He hates the free market. And in Boston, I got this from a, a, a someone in the gym business. This is true. They shut down the gyms because Marty Walsh is, I don't know who's he's advising him, but they're fools. They're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. The, the, the government is ruining lives based on bad information. I'm not even going to say data. I don't think they have any data. I do. In Boston from July to, uh, in Massachusetts, I'm sorry, from July to November, there were 1.3 million check-ins at uh, gyms where they take your temperature. Do you know how many positive people, uh, positive tests they had from gym goers, from gym users? 45. You know what that, that is? 0.000000325. That's how many positive tests they had in gyms. They are not a vector. They are not a problem. And yet the government says, we're going to close you down because we want to show whoever, the Boston Globe, we want to show the folks at Harvard that we mean business. So if you want to go to Walmart or McDonald's, knock yourself out, but you can't go to the gym. It is insane. It is wrong. It is immoral. And not enough people are pissed about it. In fact, like I said, the, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates, he wants to close down all restaurants for six months. Bill Gates, worth $118 billion. He has a 66,000-square-foot home with servants and maids and slaves all over the place. He says, you know what? We're going to have to close restaurants and small businesses for six more months. You know what? 
screw you, Bill Gates. Go screw you. Who cares what you think? You're you're not a doctor. You're not a government. You're just just a billionaire, you know, a smarmy elitist billionaire, and you don't care about people who are trying to they're trying to make a real living, trying to work for a living. You don't care. And then the Boston Globe comes out and says, you know what? It's a good idea to shut restaurants down. That's a good idea. These are people who've never worked a day in their lives, who don't know what it means to not get a paycheck, to to actually show, you know, go up and work your ass off for a living. They don't care. It is just so maddening, so frustrating. I know I've done this before. I know I'll do it again, but I wish everyone was as pissed off as I am. I really do. Well, it's so arbitrary, Jerry. That's the thing. Yeah, right? That's like, the You're right. And, and the way that they've lectured us on why they've done it in the past, they then don't follow through when they do it again. You know, I, I interviewed Rand Paul once about a case. It, the case was in Massachusetts, but the state did from a family. Long story, whatever. But I asked Rand Paul about it. He said, look, I don't know the ins and outs of the case, but I can tell you this. The bar should be very high before a government ever gets involved in something like this. So the reason why I point that out is I think the bar should be pretty high when the government gets to tell a business, nope, you can't make a living. You can't do what it is you're doing. What, what you don't hear from Marty Walsh, what you don't hear from Bill de Blasio, what you don't hear from Andrew Cuomo, when they make these arbitrary decisions is they don't tell you why. Because you just said it, Jerry. Because you can't say, hey, restaurants, here's why. Here's where we know X, Y, and Z happened as a result of Jerry being on the treadmill. We can't have that anymore. It's literally killing people. If they had that data, they would give it to you because follow the science. But the numbers aren't there as far as anybody can tell. And so arbitrarily, they just ignore the settle the science. And in Boston's case, they set up this like step one, step two, step three. But then within each step, there's phase one, phase two, phase three, up step. And that was all arbitrary. And yep. yet, because Marty Walsh is a, obsessed with, I'm going to be much more serious and much more of a leader than Charlie Baker. So I'm always going to do it a little more draconian than Charlie. Charlie moves us back to step one of phase three. So what does Marty say? Nope. I got to go to step one. three of phase two. And, they're gonna, and, and that's coming. The, the, the next day or two, Baker's going to shut the, everything down. Here's here's the bottom line. It's not science related. None of oh, it. Of That's course not. I just gave you the numbers. There's no science. It is. It, these people are. Here's here's what people are missing. They're flat out cruel. They are cruel, heartless people who ignore the cries of business owners, of of waitresses and bartenders and and cooks who have to make a living. It's almost Christmas, and they don't give a damn about these people. They here's the bottom line with someone like Marty Walsh, mayor of Boston. He doesn't even know anyone who works in the private sector. He doesn't even know anyone who started a business. They're, they're, they're an abstract to him. He's a union you know, guy from way back, a pinky ring union thug. Everyone he knows is in public employee unions or in city hall. They're all elected officials or they're hacks and bureaucrats. Those people, I'm so tired of hearing from them. Again, I say this yesterday, you should be required before you start lecturing people, I want to know what you've lost. I want to know what you've sacrificed. No one who lectures you from Cuomo to uh, Bill Gates to Charlie Baker to Marty Walsh to the Boston Globe has lost anything. They don't lose a check. They don't lose a, uh, you know, a payment to their pension because these hacks all have pensions waiting for them. They don't know what it's like in the real world. They don't know what these, these restaurant overs that we're seeing destroyed 
that we've talked to on this podcast that I've talked to, you know, off the air, these people, they don't know them. They don't feel for them. They don't care about them. So, and it's, and it's, it's insane because when this is all over, they're going to say, Hey, we did a good job. We flattened the curve. They, Marty Walsh, the mayor of Boston actually said yesterday, and we could play some of it, that we're just going to do this for three weeks. He said that out loud, just do it for three weeks. Hey, Marty, we're not fools. We know that's a lie. You've lied to us for 10 months. It was three weeks to flatten the curve 10 months ago. No one's buying that that bullshit anymore. We know it is a lie. We know you are lying to us. We know you have no science. You have no data. You are, it is completely arbitrary. Phoebe is right. They're trying to show. Look at me. I really care. I mean business. I'm taking this seriously. Shut down the gyms. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Mayor. What's? Why would you do that? There's no fat people. There's no old people at the gym. There's no one getting sick at the gym. There's no risk here. In fact, just the opposite. He should be telling people, go to the gym, get in shape, lose some weight. We want to see you live here, but he doesn't care. He just wants the appearance. He wants a kiss from the Boston Globe saying, boy, he's serious. He's taking this seriously. He cares about the, that, that these people are vile. These people are sickening. They're disgusting. They're nauseating what they're doing to real people, real working people, real small business. It's I don't know what how this all ends, but I hope there's a real mistrust in our elected officials because that's what they deserve. They deserve none Harry, of respect. Yeah, I think you know how it's going to end. You're going to be driving around. You're going to see a lot of four lease signs everywhere. You everywhere yeah, you, you see them already. You see yeah. them already. That's what I was going to say. When does your anger turn to almost giving advice to people to just say, you know, save yourself? In all honesty, like if you if you're trying to save for your kid's college, uh, close down the restaurant and go do something else. <laughs> I said this to somebody the other day, like a young person. I said, you know what you should really try to do? Get a job in the government, whether it's at a public a university or city hall or state house or, you know, post office, because you're, I used to, they used to say recession proof, you know, when a recession, you'll be okay. They're not going to lay you off. They, and we talked about this the other day, VB, you know, this, they passed a budget where the uh, budget, the, the, the money went up 5.5%. After 10 months of a pandemic, massive unemployment, uh, bankruptcies everywhere, the state is going to spend 5.5% more this year than last year. They are completely immune, you know, to use the term of the day, completely immune to the pain and the sacrifice of people outside the government. So if you kids, if you really want to be all set for life and don't want to work hard and don't want to feel the pinch in times like this, go work for the government. The book I want to read, because they're going to write millions of books about this period, right? But the right. one that I want to read, and I hope someone's doing it. Otherwise, I'll have to do it, Colin. You love when I read books. <laughs> um, it's, it's the dumb decisions that were made during this. For example, I thought one of the dumbest one out of Massachusetts, our entrance was going to be one that they decided to shut down golf courses in the spring. But more importantly, when they finally reopened them barely, one of the things that had to happen is golf courses had to seal the cups because they didn't want somebody reaching in to get their ball because that was going to be some sort of it was the dumbest thing i'd ever heard of up until last week jerry charlie baker the governor of massachusetts announces hey we got to roll back this is getting crazy and we're thick and one of the things he announced was for offices out there people that have people working in their office i'm sorry but i'm going to have to roll back the amount of people you can have in the office from 50 percent to 40%. Right. Completely made up. The dumbest thing I've ever... First of all, what office has 50% right now? Number one. Number two, 
Who's doing the math on, okay, Sarah in the back, you're going to have to leave to get us to 40%. 40 percent it's just complete and, and how is that going to change anything and if you were to ask and you can't and you won't if you say why are you doing that they don't know it's just made up We're, it is people a a they're not smart people b they're not honest you know they're not smart they're not honest the more you see them the more you realize they're just making it up as they go along and it's all about perception and image and look at me i'm a you know i'm a leader it's like when they come out during a storm with their windbreakers they look at me i'm taking this seriously yes that's is. the image they want to project and if you come out like you know governor desantis in florida a great governor if you come out and say screw that we're not shutting down anything we're not shutting down schools god knows and we're not ruining small business You'll get criticized by the local newspaper, which are all run by friggin' radicals, and you'll get uh, there'll, there'll be this perception that you don't take the virus seriously. You don't care about people. So if you want to look like you care about people, here's an idea: destroy small business, put people out of work. That that's how you project this image that you really care and you're taking the virus seriously. It's madness. It's upside down world, which is what we've been living in for ten months. But it's a good point. We'll make that list of absolute insanity. First of all, nothing's more insane than forcing, you know, two-year-olds to wear masks. Which, kicking them off planes. Kicking, kicking them off them planes. Off plane. Kicking them off planes if they don't wear masks. Dave doesn't believe that's legit. He thinks the mother's just looking for pub because she's so hot. I mean, it's legit. Isn't she on a no-fly list now, though, I think, from that yeah, airline, yeah. too? What was it, Delta? She can't yeah. fly Delta? That's crazy. Anyway, her kid didn't want to wear the mask, so they kicked them off the plane. Two-year-old. Everybody it's, not, it wouldn't, it's not easy. I have a three-year-old. We we had to go somewhere yesterday. It's not easy keeping the thing on the kid. The there, there's no reason for your kid to move. There's no reason. It's just image and perception. It's just insane. You know, six By the way, well, how about this, Jerry? Let's go, let's bring it all full circle. So in Ohio, there's a curfew. It starts at 10 p.m. and nobody can go anywhere and nobody can do anything except, oh my God, the Browns are good. Right. What percentage did they have in that stadium? Every time they showed the crowd, it looked like it was three quarters full. People were up on each other, no, they were. and they they extended it specifically so yeah, you can get home when you get home, and it's good and enjoy the game. We're also going to do it for Ohio State because we keep changing the rules for Ohio. State. Well, in, in Massachusetts, VB, you know, gyms are closed. I mean, you can't go to the gym. They are in Ohio. The Celtics are practicing right there. You can look at you, you arrive down the master. You can look in at the gym and see them practicing. I love that. So you, you, you know, if you're a middle-aged guy trying to stay in shape, trying not to get fat and you want to play pickup basketball, whatever at the, at the Y, Oh no, that's too dangerous. But the Celtics can practice all day, every day. That's the other thing that we're seeing is it is all about power. You know, the elite rules for you, but not for the elite among us. They get to do what they want. God knows we've listed the the examples of uh, hypocrisy many, many times of all the, the hypocrites like, you know, Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer. We've listed all the things they've done. I mean, hell, Andrew Cuomo has been caught without a mask like a dozen times. He doesn't think this that you have to wear a mask. He just wants the control and the power. But Anyway, we've done that enough. We've done that enough, at least for today. We'll do it again tomorrow because they're going to keep shutting down. They don't care if it destroys lives, ruins businesses. Cullen, we got to get Sarah Fuller to run for office because if she ever won, I think, Jerry, that might be the end of you. I don't think your system could take 
I have no problem with Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller seems like a nice person, a good soccer player. She seems like a, a good kid. Um, the idea, uh, the problem I have is the, the people in the media who were playing along with the stunt, including the Boston. You're getting a 35 game jersey from Vandy for Christmas. It's 32. 32, whatever 32. it is. It's on and, the NRA sent Nerf guns to that four-year-old. <laughs> Vanderbilt better be sending you a Sarah Fuller game. And, Maybe sign. It's it's people like the Boston Globe saying what she did was really hard, <laughs> really hard. Uh, why don't they just have? I, a know, I kicked I kicked field goals uh, for fun last year. It took a it took a little bit of muscle to to get one twenty-five yards. To be honest with you, an this, extra so. point took muscle. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I don't for know. you, but yeah. uh, I had to put a I lot. Uh, that uh, we're done with Sarah Fuller. She had a great career. She broke all the barriers, and now all little girls everywhere think they can play in the SEC. And if Vanderbilt had one more game, I think she might have played like receivers. <laughs> no, they're just doing I, anything they can to use her to get people to pay attention. They didn't, want, they didn't want her on the field for a live kickoff return because they knew someone would have to block her and just destroy her, and they didn't want to risk it. But anyway, oh, we have a front line. Medical worker getting the first vaccine in New Hampshire. In Massachusetts, we're still waiting is to see. Whether, split screen with it? Uh, no, he does not. Only Cuomo makes sure there's a camera on him. There's no Sununu on the pick. But in Massachusetts, we're now waiting to see whether it's a murderer, a rapist, a gangbanger, a drug dealer. Uh, because Charlie Baker, our moronic governor, said he wants to start in the prisons. He wants to start with prisoners. There are like 75 year old ladies who haven't seen their grandkids in 10 months, they can wait because, you know, Charles Janes or, or, you know, Zarniev, I know he's not in Massachusetts. want to make sure Zarniev gets the vaccine before we take care of the old ladies in the nursing homes who haven't left their rooms in 10 months. That's how messed up in the head these governors and mayors are. They want to take care of prisoners first. (sighs) All right. Enough. (laughs) VB. Uh, Mr. Uh, Santa Falcon over here with his, Sal- his Falcon Santa hat. God, where do you buy one of those? If ever a team represented Santa, Atlanta gifts stuff to teams. They did it this week to San Diego. Here you go. Merry Christmas. So sure this did. is Thank- what Christmas is all about. It's about giving. Santa, Santa Ryan there. Maddie threw that game away. It was, I laughed out loud and I thought of you, VB. I, I think did not every time I watched the Falcon. Here's what happens, Jerry, when that Choking happens. game. We, my son's, my six-year-old's addicted to football and the red zone. So we're watching it. I, and I, at the halftime when San Diego messed up, LA, I'm like, oh man, maybe Atlanta will actually win it. So we watch that happen. And my son does this. He kind of smirks. Then he turns to me and goes, yeesh, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeesh, huh? And that's it. We don't say anything else after that because we're getting numb to it at this point. Yeah. Well, you know what? Switch teams. You should become a Browns fan. They look like they're going to be fun. Become a Browns fan or become. As long as OBJ uh, stays off the field. That's why you like that team because OBJ's on injured reserve. That's true. That's a good point. No OBJ. But um, anyway, Baker Mayfield was a lot of fun to watch last night. And so was so was uh, Superman LeBron Jackson. I felt bad for Trace McSorley. I thought he was going to bring him back. But anyway, that was a great Monday night game. Uh, unfortunately, we got no Tuesday night football this week. I was getting used to that, too. I want more more nights of these weird nights of football, but all right, BB. Thanks, man. We will talk. Hockey's to you again. coming. In. I know that's uh, what, what is it? Mid January start for, for hockey. So oh, yeah. don't be so sure. Don't love be hockey so sure. Talk. 
So we'll, we'll Baker and Cuomo, they're going to shut it down. It's dangerous. Hockey could be, uh, you know what? Can't take any chances. But anyway, thanks to VB and thanks to Shake Concrete and Ally Paving and DCU. And thanks to everybody for tuning in, for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, and all that. We really appreciate it. Uh, anything else, Cullinane? Well, you mentioned the uh, the Cuomo party with Ben Stiller. Did you see that? We didn't even talk about it before the show. Did you see Ben Stiller chirp back at Janice Dean and then yes. apologize for it? Did you see that? Yes, I did. Oh, by the way, I should tell. I'm going to tell my Ben Stiller story one of these days. One of the biggest a-holes in Hollywood. One of the biggest. And I got a Ben Stiller story that I guarantee you is 100% true. How's that for a tease? I'll tell you, maybe I'll tell my Ben story, Ben Stiller story tomorrow. Is there anything worse than like that chirping when you chirp at somebody and they have like a really good comeback? To, well, just a literal. Like if you're like, Dave, why are you wheezing? And I'm like, well, I have asthma, idiot. You know, and Janice Dean just fired right back at him and forced to apologize. It, so it was, it was, a good- which is, which is perfect because the problem is with all these celebrities, Robert De Niro's and, and Billy Joel's is they don't pay attention. They don't know what Cuomo has done. They don't know the kind of, carnage he has wreaked on that on that city in that state they just ignore it and say oh yeah he's a good democrat he was married to a kennedy isn't he isn't he one his brothers on cnn they don't know the story and if she can do anything here it's like to tell people what a monster he is and god bless her she's doing it every damn day she's doing her best hopefully eventually she reaches everybody and they all realize what just what a monster he is and they change their opinion and they vote his ass out of office and and kick him out of polite society i mean it probably won't happen but i can i can dream all right that's it i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we'll do it again tomorrow why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast